Great news. Side Retired is now partnered with SeatGeek. For all ticketing needs, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code SideRetiredPod in all capitals for $20 off your first order. We've got you covered from all things ranging from sport events and concerts, including Major League Baseball and Taylor Swift. Yes, this means we're officially taking you out to the ballgame. And now for today's edition of Side Retired Podcast. Hello and welcome to this weekend's edition of Side Retired, the MLB podcast. It is our weekend recap for Monday, September 18th. It's Dylan Campio and joined alongside Nico Fernandez, Harry Kilman, Henry Kalani, and David Halpert. James Tausig not with us this weekend, but he will be back for sure next weekend. We're recording right after the conclusion of Sunday Night Baseball between the Chicago Cubs and the Arizona Diamondbacks, which means our National League wildcard picture is beginning to get a little closer once again, the Arizona Diamondbacks have now leapt into that second spot. They're now ahead of the Chicago Cubs, who are now tied with the Miami Marlins for third. Phillies are now not as comfortably in the lead with a three-and-a-half game lead over the Diamondbacks. And then sitting just out of it are the Reds at a half a game and the Giants at two games. And we can officially pretty much eliminate the Padres, Pirates, and Mets since the last time we recorded. So guys, same question we've posed all of these weeks. Except now, initially we said Phillies and Cubs had the first two on lockdown a week ago. That does not appear to be the case anymore. Nico, you get the first cracks at it. The three NL wildcard teams will be. I mean, it's <sighs> Phillies again. I think, yeah, the other two aren't locked up. I think the Phillies are a very good team. I can easily see a repeat of the World Series last year. This year, they're that good. Um I think the Marlins are going to sneak their way in. I've been saying this for like the last month and a half, it seems, ever since the trade deadline. They just, they're the weirdest team. They go, they'll have a game where they go a complete game shutout, and then they'll go and they'll turn it around and they'll have back-to-back games with the Grand Slam by Jazz. This team just is finding ways to win. They'll beat the, they beat the Braves 16-3, won a nice series. It seems like, again, they're getting hot at the right time. So if they can keep this up, they just got to go make this push. They beat the Braves. Great team. I think they're in and hate to say it to James, but let's hope the Diamondbacks stay on just so I can rub it in James's face. (laughs) We love it. Harry, one of the teams he did not mention is your Cincinnati Reds now sitting a half a game back with less than 20 games to play the confidence level slash. Are they one of your three teams? Yeah. I mean, the reason that Nico didn't mention the Reds is because he's smart. He's a smart man. (laughs) <laughs> um, we're not making the playoffs. We, we just aren't. Um, we're half a game back, to be honest with you. Like, we got blown out by the Mets. All hey. right. Dylan, hey. you're a Mets fan. The Mets suck this year. And we, True. like, we shouldn't be losing those in a in a two-game, two weeks down the stretch season. Panic level, ugh, I don't even care at this point. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a seven. Like, if you don't have expectations, you can't really panic. So, you know what? That's just the general state of being as a Reds fan. My final three playoff teams, I'll just ride the hot hands. Phillies, Marlins, D-backs. It'll, you know, you'll, you'll probably see, like, the Giants just out of, you know, pull a, pull a, like, a nine-game win streak out of their behinds. And, you know, this conversation will be very different next next week. But, you know what? I I might have just broken my hand. So, you know, I'm, I don't care at this point. I'll go. Give me those three and we'll, you know, just keep them moving. <laughs> Henry, how about you? As our 
AL aficionado talking about the NL. Yeah, I mean, Phillies have have first place wrapped up in my opinion. And I, I I really want the Cubs. I think the Cubs are gonna. They've had they've had a tough stretch as of late, but I think the Cubbies ride hot again. I've got uh, Phillies, Marlins, Cubbies. All right, David, bring us home. NL. Um, I got the. I got the Philadelphia Phillies clinching the number one spot. I think the Marlins has been really been one of those surprise team, as Nico mentioned. They just swept uh, one of the best teams in the game in the Braves. Yep. And uh, they have one of the easiest schedules down the stretch. I took a look at their schedule. Like, they can easily win, like, uh, eight of those games and make the playoffs. Then. And with the way the Cubs have been struggling, they just lost the day. I see the Marlins getting that second spot. But yet, I still see the Cubs getting that third spot. I don't think the Diamondbacks have enough um, experience players. And same with the Reds. And, and the Giants just have fallen apart too late. So I feel like the Cubs have enough easy opponents. And I think – that because the Braves and the Brewers have already pretty much clinched down the stretch, they're not going to really try that much harder. So the Cubs will get the third seed. All right. I like it. I will go stock answer of Phillies. Cubs hold on to the two and the Marlins take the third. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers on winning their divisions again. This scheduled tweet was scheduled to go out since April 1, and it will continue to do so likely for the next decade. And also congratulations to the Milwaukee Brewers. They have not officially won the NL Central, but after that big moment, Mark Canna go ahead home run late this weekend. They've now got a six and a half game lead on the Chicago Cubs. And it seems like that division is also over as well. So we'll give a quick shout out there. All right. Well, surprise guys, James Tassie is now recorded or joined the meeting mid recording. So James, we're talking about the NL, NL wildcard race. Who are your three teams that will get the final three spots yeah uh i'm gonna have to go with the phillies uh the marlins man this this third spot's really tough go with them go with them the chicago cubs (laughs) i think the chicago cubs have to go with no you don't want that you know what's gonna happen i do want that it's the diamondbacks james (laughs) it's not it never it never was the diamondbacks it's never going to be the diamondbacks it just, it just never will. I, I can't give in this year. Not what this series said. <laughs> I like it, but massively. Let's now transition over to the American League. Congratulations to the Baltimore Orioles and Tampa Bay Rays. They have now clinched a at least spot in the postseason. One of them will end up being the American League East winners, as the Blue Jay or as the Blue Jays are now back to be eliminated. So, congratulations to whoever wins the AL East, as well as who gets the first. Wild card spot, as well as congrats, it seems like the Minnesota Twins seven games up on the Guardians. They have it settled. And then a quick pick over at the Wild Wild West. We have the Houston Astros now a game and a half up on Texas, two and a half games up on Seattle. And a quick peek at the wild card standings. We've got Tampa, driver spot for the first. Toronto, half game up on Texas, who is a game up on Seattle. Same question around the horn. Nico, kick us off the team that will be on the outside looking in of the AL playoff picture is i said it last week i think the rangers hold up again i'm just i don't get this blue jays team but at this uh, 
I don't know if I'm going to change my tune on them. I think they're still going to be on the outside looking in coming to end. I think that they just, I don't buy them. Like it's this weird team that they have this whole roster, but at the same time, I think they're just besides Manoa being arguably the worst pitcher in the league and not wanting to report to triple a, I think they've just been the most nothing burger of a team this year. And I don't know, just in my head, I, that it doesn't compute that they make the playoffs. So I just have to keep on writing the fact that since they've kind of been the most irrelevant baseball um, playoff team I've ever seen in my life, they're not going to make the playoffs. Harry, who's not making the playoffs? I'll, I'll kind of echo that sentiment. Uh, I mean, the everything possibly that could go wrong for that team uh, just – is I mean, like, you know, obviously there's there was the Scherzer news, DeGrom injury, you know, that happened a while ago, but it just kind of encapsulates the narrative for the Rangers. And, you know, I, I just think that I gave them the benefit of the doubt for a little bit too long, and they just kind of are playing sucky baseball right now. And, and in a point where you're going to need to you know, step it up, they just haven't, and they're just very much limping to the home stretch. And I don't think that that gets you a playoff spot in a tight battle. Harry, you did not back on my sentiment at all. Yeah, he, he said Blue Jays aren't making it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Henry. It's been a long day. Um, yeah, I was just watching a video about how Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has the same peripherals as 2021, but cannot get a hit to save his entire life. And it's just, it's a brutal state of affairs out there for Blue Jays fans. Um I mean, I'll laugh my way to the bank. Me and my fourth place Yankees are riding high. Um, Six but, and a half back if we want to count them still as the playoff race. Uh, you shut your mouth, Dylan. Um, no, it's. I think the Blue Jays end up looking out. David. Um, I actually took down on my notes here the remaining games the Blue Jays have in their schedule. Research. Same same with all the teams in the hunt that have a winning record. Okay. Um, and the teams that the Blue Jays play twice against their division rivals, the Rays who already clinched, and the Yankees who have surprisingly stayed in this hunt, even though I don't know really know how they even did it. Stop it, David. I mean, I'm I'm still kinda I will admit it is kind of impressive David. after after all their injuries, they found their way back to over 500. If they can get over 500 by the end of the year, that's somewhat impressive after all that. I will admit that. But but the fact that the Yankees and the Rays have the talent to make it tough on the Blue Jays in their final 12 games because they're, the Blue Jays are going to be playing the Rays six times and the Yankees six times. That's their final 12 games. Six home, six road. That's going to make it super difficult for them. I think they miss out. Even if Texas has so many injuries and if Seattle just sneaks in with like a last second win, Toronto know that they'll not deserve it because they couldn't beat their division rivals. All righty, James, bring us home. Yeah, I agree. I think – I think the narrative around Texas all year has been, you know, like the injury-riddled season. Um, and I don't, I don't think that they're going to have enough steam to, you know, get to the finish line. So uh, I'm going to have to go with Toronto. I think Toronto, um, the American League has been strong all year. I know they have a little bit of a tougher schedule coming up at the end. Um, but I think they're the better team. Uh, and I think, I think that the third wildcard spot is going to go to Toronto um, out of all those teams that are left uh, fighting. I think I'll go a little different from everyone else. 
I think the Rangers are the 2022 Mets. I think the Blue Jays faced the Yankees six times. So, unfortunately, as much as everyone loves the little engine that could, that's the Seattle Mariners, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think they're on the outside looking in, and they're that seventh team that does not end up making the playoffs. But, of course, that brings us here towards the end of the episode, as we do every single week. And let's talk about our MVPs, the side retired players slash person of the week. Who would like to volunteer and go first and give the first nominee? I'll go first. All right, Henry. Yeah. Um, Bobby Wood Jr. is hitting 563 this week. Enough, enough said. MVP. David, you raised your hand. How about you go next? I had actually a really hard time picking a player for the MVP of the week. Uh, so I just pretty much picked the wild card races of both the American League and the NL because uh, there's still – craziness happening more in the nl but still craziness in the al basically with the teams of toronto texas and seattle and yeah they're like one game apart those three teams toronto 83 and 67 texas one loss worse seattle one loss behind texas and one loss extra of those two teams that's how close that those things are, those teams. And when it comes to all the NL teams, uh, Chicago lost today. They are now tied with the Marlins. The Reds are still in the hunt. The Giants are two games back. Like the wild card races, when it comes to those bunch of teams right there, they're two games back and all have winning records. Like that is crazy at this point in the season. Like, really, really crazy. It's like, uh, it's already mid-September and it's still that close. All right, so you like the wild card race as your MVP. I like it. Nico? Like, it's almost, it's almost early, we're close to early October. We're literally two full weeks from early October and not all the spots are clinched yet. I like, like it. This is like a pure competition to see who makes it and who falters. I like it. Nico. Uh, for mine, I'm just going to present a story. So I'm currently in the playoffs of my fantasy baseball. And it wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking good. Um, I had seven pitchers give me negative points. <laughs> so we're getting into Saturday, and uh, guys are scrapped. Cunha day-to-day. Don't know who we're putting to start. So I went with my boy Jazz. <laughs> and he decides to go and carry the squad for the next two days. Saturday, two for three, grand slam, three stolen bases, two walks. Go to Sunday. What does he do? Become the first Marlin ever to hit two grand slams and to hit a grand slam in consecutive games. <laughs> Again, bro, like he's legit, like emblematic of the Marlins just being like, they just find ways to win games. Like it's, like, he absolutely – I don't know how I won because I had seven guys give me negative points, but I found a way to win. So, Jazz, um, just because you won me my fantasy, um, you're my MVP. <laughs> All right, Harry, who is your MVP for the week? My MVP of the week is going to go to the best defender in all of baseball, who, um, to be honest with you, you asked this question, like, this time last year, everyone would have said he was absolutely terrible at what he does, but he somehow leads the MLB in DRS, uh, and that is none other than Fernando Tatis Jr. 
superstar gold glove right fielder. Argue with a wall. All righty. And then I will go with my comment of the week because it's a comment. It is not a player. It's not a person. But when asked what's the hardest thing to do in professional sports, whether it's play football, whether it's pit a baseball, whether it's be a five-star recruit at basketball, or whether it's coaching at the college level at a big school such as Colorado, one Deion Sanders said that hitting a baseball is harder than anything else in the professional world. So put some respect on our sport. And for people who say hitting a baseball is not hard, being a pitcher is not the hardest thing in sports. Deion Sanders, who I'd say is a pretty, you know, valued source in this when it comes to being an expert in baseball and football and basketball and coaching and in any other endeavor in sports. So that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in professional sports. So the baseball MVP of the week has to be Dion's comments. And by the way, congratulations to Dion on a great win Saturday night. So a great week for Dion Sanders. Great but win. James, Beat a 27 point favorite in overtime, but okay. Hey, hey we're caring about his baseball. Win hater, is a win. Hater, 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 hater. <laughs> that pretty much wraps it up for this weekend recap. It is also 12.03 here on the East Coast. So we'd like to wish a big happy birthday to Mr. Co-host Henry Kalani on a big birthday here. So we will be back throughout the week. We have two great interviews. We have an interview with Brandon Guidry, the son of Ron Guidry, telling us some great stories about being in the clubhouse with the Yankees, as well as a fun Joe DiMaggio story that I think, Nico, we can confirm. uh, Electric story. And Henry and I are working on a fun interview that might take place as well later this week. So keep your eyes and ears tuned out for that. We are really Excited for that one, but for Dylan, James, Nico, Henry, Harry, and David, until the next time, the side is retired.